This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. Here's Saul Tlamachia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Baseball's not boring. Once again, we all understand that. We have great WBC talk, great anticipation of what's going to happen with that tournament. But we're going to take a pause from the WBC for a second to focus on the here and the now of spring training and the here and the now of the next wave of superstars. And we just happen to have a couple here on the podcast today. All right. So before we get to what's what when it comes to this podcast and the theme of it, I want to give you... The commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred, appearing only on Baseball Isn't Boring podcast just the other day. It was Friday, one year anniversary of the lockout ending. The only podcast he appeared on. And I asked him the question, which I asked so many, including some of the guys on today's podcast. Why isn't baseball boring? All right. Here is the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred responding to my question, why isn't baseball boring? For, for you, why isn't baseball boring? For me, it's about athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that at the end of the day, whatever the sport is, it's about having the best athletes. And I think, you know, Major League Baseball has been blessed in recent years with having not only the best baseball players, but some of the greatest athletes. Okay, I thought that was apropos, not only because it gave us a lot of street cred when it came to the commissioner coming on the podcast, but also because... What we're talking about today is two of the elite shortstop prospects in all of baseball. Two of the, the best prospects in all of baseball that happen to play shortstop. Both on the podcast today. Anthony Volpe of the New York Yankees and Marcelo Meyer of the Boston Red Sox. And the theme that I wanted to talk to them about was what is it like for to be a top prospect like they are and be immersed in Major League Spring Training. Like you have this new world. You're no longer in the minor leagues. You're no longer like trying to figure things out. I make reference at one point, it's something that Red Sox first baseman Tristan Cassis told me, which was you're going through the minor leagues and you're really playing for yourself. I mean, not totally for yourself, but the goal is to show everybody that you're a good player. And it's not necessarily say, hey, let's go win a championship. This is so important that we win, 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 win. 
Yeah, I mean, that's at the end of the day, we get it. that that's As any athlete, that's what you do. But let's be honest. As a minor leaguer, it's much like AAU. It is. Where if kid who's playing AAU, he is going to prioritize his thing. And yeah, it's great if his team wins, but it's still prioritizing his thing. When you're coming up in the minor leagues, that's sort of the unsaid reality of the situation. That's just how it is. And I'll give you an example. So this is what this is what Tristan Cass has told me. So instead of me telling you, this is what Cass has told me. Here's a sound from Cass. I, I got three gold medals and one Olympic silver medal. So I feel like I have a lot of experience with USA and um, they truly are really once in a lifetime experiences. Thankfully I've got to do it a couple times, but um, it's a very it's a very liberating feeling. Uh, it's very riveting getting to feel what it's like to play for something bigger than yourself. I'm excited for this opportunity with the Red Sox. I feel like it's, it's, I'm going to get back to playing my style of baseball. I feel like sometimes in the minor leagues, sometimes in showcase style baseball or in the backfields, you can get a little caught up in, in the results because you want to make this team and, and, and you have to have results to be able to play at the highest level. But once you get there, it's all about winning. So that's the same kind of style of play with USA. Um, the results really don't matter. Um, how you're doing, how many hits you get, how many home runs you hit at the end of the tournament really doesn't matter at the end of the day. It just matters if you won the gold medal or not. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where I'm getting at here with the Red Sox. I feel like if, if we don't win, uh, it's a failure of a year. So uh, that was how I felt with USA. If, if it was gold medal or bust. And uh, having having that kind of passion for the game and playing to win and, and everybody having a common goal of just winning the game, um, it's a very awesome feeling. I, I, I hope everybody gets to experience it. It's a great way to put it. I mean, it's like there's no way around minor leagues. You know, it's like you, it's like AAU, right? The AAU, like you want your team to win, but still, like the the goal is different. Like you're trying to to to, do, to present yourself as best possible so you can get to that level where you can actually play to win the game. Yeah. So, the, uh, would your goal for the next WBC to to be the first baseman yeah absolutely i mean playing for usa is obviously something that i i love doing um everybody's seen the game so far they're so electric i mean getting to play in this kind of that kind of atmosphere is only duplicated pretty much by the playoffs so um us as competitors uh we live for those kinds of environments and it really brings the best uh out of everybody um and getting to see who performs well in those in those hostile environments really is a separator. In my opinion. All right, so you have this reality now where Anthony Volpe, who was on the cusp of making the Yankees at the next great shortstop for the New York Yankees, you have Marcelo Meyer, who's a little bit behind. He's not in Major League camp, but he's been playing in Major League games. So, what is the perspective of of that when you enter into that world of Major Leaguers, of older guys, of established guys? Before we get to the two guys that I mentioned, another guy I talked to for the podcast today with Chris Sale. So Sale is obviously an example of a veteran who sees these guys coming in and out of the clubhouse, in and out of the locker room, in and off, on and off the field, uh, wide-eyed, and what do I do, how do I approach things, and who do I ask questions to. He has been that veteran for a long time, but once... He was on the other end of the spectrum. The Once, he was the guy 
who was in this world of looking around and saying, hey, I'm the young guy. How do I approach this? Now, keep in mind, as Sale mentions, Sale was a guy who went almost straight to the – he never his first time around Major Leaguers wasn't in spring training. It was actually in the Major League Baseball season. He was drafted, and that same year he was with the White Sox. But there's something different when you get to spring training, even though he was already with the Major League team and figuring things out as you're going through this month and a half of of spring training. There's, There's a rhythm to it. And this is one of the things I want to get to with Volpe and Meyer. But there's a rhythm to it. So just listen to Chris Sale talk a little bit about his experience and how he views this. Remember when you entered a major league clubhouse in spring training for the first time? Yes. I mean, how, I don't want to say weird it was, but it's... Intimidating. It's intimidating, right? Yeah. I was already in the big leagues before I got to my first spring training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of weird, too. Yeah. so I was actually we were in Glendale, and I don't have you ever been in the White Sox clubhouse? Yeah, yeah. So you know the door that goes out where the hallway is. Yeah. The other door goes out to where like, kind of like there's like a loading dock there, but then that's how you go to the baseball field. Right. Um, my first spring training, I walked out that door. Like, hey kid, yeah, we're on this <laughs> side. We gotta go this way. <laughs> um, if I remember correctly, I couldn't find my jersey either, so I'm wearing a BP top. Tucked into my jersey the first day ever of spring training. I felt like such an asshole. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, there were some pretty big names in that clubhouse when I was yeah. there. And, and that's, just, like you said, you already played with them, a lot of them. Yeah. But it's it's going through it is different, right? I mean... Yeah, well, it just... It was weird for me because I just didn't know any better. I, yeah. had, I had no idea what was actually going on while I was doing it. Yeah. So, like, I got to the big leagues and I was literally, like... Imagine swimming with a 45-pound weight around your chest. Like, I was just trying to survive. I'm just trying to keep my head above water. Like, I'm just, don't step on any toes. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Don't say anything stupid. Just go out and do your job. <clears throat> and then spring training is obviously a little bit lighter, and that was kind of a feel thing of, like, throttle control, what to do. Who to, did, who did ask stuff of, and I think I mean, that's a big part of this, right? Yeah. And that's just one of the things I was talking to Wolvie about is that, you know, you want to ask a lot of questions, mm-hmm. but you don't. You want to also be like not the guy who's always asking the questions. Yeah, there, there's a fine line of yeah. you know asking questions for information and just being annoying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? especially as a young guy. But you see it here. I mean, you see probably wide-eyed guys coming in here, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and th- things are different now. Yeah, you know, things are things are a lot different than they were. In, the late 2000s, early 2010s. Yeah, it's not go sit in the corner, kid, anymore, right? Yeah, and it's there's not. Uh, it's it's definitely a much more uh, welcoming atmosphere mm-hmm. now, um, which is which is a good thing. I think I think mm-hmm. any times you can get young guys more comfortable, more acquainted, mm-hmm. um, they're going to be better suited to go out there and compete. Mm-hmm. It's the last thing you want. I mean, it's, this game's hard enough. Yeah, last thing you need is to worry about five people in the clubhouse dogging you while you're on the mound with a guy around second yeah. base, you know, or what you're going to be wearing on a road trip or what you're not going to be wearing. All right, always good stuff from Sale. This, that's like science. It's always good stuff from him when you talk to him. All right, now, so I want to get to the, the, the two young guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, so I sat down with Anthony Volpe for a little while. And this is a guy who is in the conversation to be the shortstop for the Yankees. One of the top prospects in all of baseball. Uh, MLB Pipeline had him in the top 10. Um, the top, if you uh, unless you want to include... Gunnar Henderson of the Baltimore Orioles. This is the top shortstop prospect according to MLB Pipeline. So Volpe is is an engaging guy, a professional guy. You're going to hear him. You're going to hear his tone. And also, by the way, at the end of the Volpe interview, a great, great why isn't baseball boring answer. A great why isn't baseball boring answer. Now, we take great pride in the commissioner's answer, but this one I hadn't heard before. So, soak in about six minutes of Volpe. Um, he's all, it's a good conversation. It's a good guy to catch up with. This is the perspective of the Yankees' top prospect. When you're coming up through the minor leagues, and one of the things that Tristan had said was, you know, listen, when you're in the minor leagues, you're you're trying, you, you want to be a good teammate, but you're still trying to put your best foot forward. Now it's sort of you're on the cusp of the ultimate team aspect. Does it feel any different for you, like this spring training, maybe compared to others? Yeah, for me, I don't know about Tristan, but this is my first big league camp. So yeah. it's my first kind of experience in the clubhouse with the rest of the guys. And it's definitely a different dynamic and different vibe just because um, there's different people at different points of their career. There's some guys competing or some guys just getting ready for the season, coming off injury, stuff like that. But um, for me, the team aspect, I mean, being with... I, I kind of felt it right away, just mm. how welcoming, and you could see the type of culture that the Yankees have in the clubhouse, and I think that obviously starts from the top and, and the leaders in there, so I think, for me, that, that's been probably the best part of camp, just how welcoming everyone's been. Is it what you expected? I know that's a cliche question, but um, still... I don't really know necessarily what I expect. I was just so excited. To you get got that. Major League Per Diem. That's right. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, I, I just, um, I, I hope that's what it'd be like. And yeah. um, it's definitely been um, very, very cool to see. And it's made me um, be able to just go about everything and, and be able to just play because um, it feels like everyone's got each other's backs. There's that weird thing of like where you want to learn from guys. But you don't want to yeah. ask, you know, uh, hey, you know, I don't want to bother your routine. I don't want to. Have you found that rhythm of, of, of how to learn from these guys? Yeah, I think that's what's nice about being in camp and just kind of having a lot of time. When you're in the minor league camp and you're getting bust over right before the game, right before um, basically first pitch, it's hard to pick your spots and there's kind of 
pressure to pick, pick a spot just because, yeah. you know, you're going back yeah. across the street the next day. But I think there's been a lot of drawn-out time and downtime where you can kind of pick your spots better. Where, where was, did, when you were, did play in your, like you said, this is your first major league where you're in the clubhouse, but when you're being bust over and you get in the game, was there that ooh-ah moment? Do you remember, like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, my, I'm on first, the- my first spring training right before COVID shut everything down, um, I got called over, and we were playing Lakeland, and it was definitely a... Who was it? Ooh. I think it was just everything. Oh, was it? Yeah. It wasn't, like, one guy? Like, no, it was no? just everything. How about well, this time, where do you ever get a chance to sort of look around? You've been around these guys a little bit. Do you ever get a chance to look around the clubhouse and say, I mean, maybe it's different now than it was even three weeks ago. I don't know. Yeah, in the moment, I don't think I really, like, anything sets in. But there's times where I like, call back home and tell my family just, like, what I did for the day, maybe even kind of casually. And they just, like, stop me in my sentence and just, like, have me repeat it. And then that kind of makes me... Oh, really? Makes everything sink in a little bit after the fact. That's, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. What's the... What's the... Um, how much better are you now than you think, like, a year ago? Like we said, you learn... I don't know, maybe there's something you learned in the last three weeks. I don't know. Like, Yeah, I think um, the whole experience of it and learning from guys has definitely helped a lot. I think last year I, I definitely learned a ton. And just this offseason I tried to challenge myself as much as possible. So I feel like um, when inevitably things start to go south, today, tomorrow, this, this entire year, I feel like I'm a better equipped to uh, handle the struggles and kind of work, work out of them instead of just riding them out. Can I ask you what you wanted to prioritize? You probably said this before, I apologize, but... No. but. Um, it was kind of that. It was kind of um, training really difficult, really really hard in practice and and uh, kind of make it as game-like as possible just to see where I want to revert to, what my bad habits are, and then analyze those and, and then not just point them out because it's easy to just watch video and see what you do wrong yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of find ways that I could see what I tend to do and then find cues to get me out of it. Has it translated? Um, it's definitely spring training is different because you're playing yeah, yeah. a couple at-bats here and there yeah. every day but it definitely feels feeling good. The last thing is I ask everybody why isn't baseball boring? There's no wrong answer. Right? In this place. It can be something very simple or whatever it is. So for you, why isn't baseball boring? Yeah, for, for me, I don't know. It's just never, that word's never really been associated. I've never been bored playing. So you've never put boring in baseball yeah, in the same time. Yeah, it's hard sentence. for me to relate to anyone that um, thinks that way, so I can't really argue against it. All right, good stuff from Volpe. Good stuff from Anthony. Uh, it's good getting a chance to know him a little bit. He's also, by the way, a passage in a damn near perfect game. The wildly popular book that's out right now, co-authored with me, Joe Kelly. What a damn near perfect game reclaiming its America's pastime. Anthony Volpe has a little blurb in it. We appreciate him doing that. So, uh, then finally I just caught up to Marcelo Meyer. Now, when I caught up with Marcelo, and to keep in mind, he is not in Major League camp, but he has been playing somewhat in Major League games. And so Marcelo Meyer is probably going to start the year in Double A Portland. Um, and he is a guy that is perceived. He's also one of the, after Volpe, the next MLB pipeline shortstop in terms of their rankings. But when it comes to Meyer, I just want to sort of get like his perspective of what it's like to be around these major league guys. All right. So I thought it was a good topic today. Um, 
before we play Meyer, I just want to remind everyone, rate, review, subscribe, most importantly, listen. Also, vote. Vote. We're up for best baseball podcast. Let's win a contest, people. Go to the socials at BB Isn't Boring. Find the link to vote. Instagram, Twitter, the whole ball of wax. Coop deserves it. Coop deserves this. All right, my guy Coop deserves this. All right, but please go vote. We've been working hard for you. And another, some good guests coming up this week. Um, uh, you'll find out who they are. One's a pitcher, a very uh, highly touted pitcher in a rotation of American League team, American League Central team. And the other is a general manager for a National League team who's always, always, always interesting. And, of course, every time we have a general manager on, we ask the question, the very important question, much like Alex Anthopoulos, do you condone ketchup-flavored potato chips? All right, here's Marcelo Meyer. We'll see you tomorrow. You know, you see these guys, you know, we're growing up and everything, and then you get a chance to play with them. You played for them for, for the first time last year. Yeah. Is it surreal for you? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like you said, you grow up watching these guys, and you see the way they handle themselves, and it's just cool to, like, you know, watch them, watch them, how they handle business. Is there anything that jumps out in terms of just being around? Uh, I mean, not really. You know, it's the same game, same yeah. dudes, you know. Safety, <laughs> safety. What, how much, in terms of, like, when you first became a professional baseball player to now, what is the thing that you sort of, like, realize about the importance of being a professional baseball player? I mean, your body's super important. We're playing six six games a week, you know, in high school I was playing two to three. So, you know, you're going to be tired sometimes, so just being making sure that you're, you know, as healthy as possible is super important. And just, like, in terms of, like you said, playing in front of fans, is it different? I mean, you guys spend so much time on the backfield, so much time doing drills, so much time doing stuff that nobody sees. Yeah. I mean, 100% it's different. <laughs> you know, those days, uh, those games might get a little, you know, I don't want to say boring, but, you know, not as high high intensity, high energy mm. like these. So just being able to be out there is really cool. Is this the biggest crowd that you ever played in front of? Mm. Not really sure. I'd probably say it's up there, though. I don't know what your high school crowd. We had no, definitely not high school. Yeah, definitely yeah. not high school. But minor leaguers, minor leagues, we had a few. But I think this was definitely the, the most I played in. Front. All right. So when you get a double, your heart rate's racing more than. But my heart rate's racing every time I get a double. It doesn't matter <laughs> where I am. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey, hey, hey. 